The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. Uh, I am joined on this edition of the show by uh, a very young, obviously very young wrestler. That sounds creepy at the start. Uh, by by a, a new face to the Scottish wrestling scene. There we go. Uh, Austin Brooks, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so I, I, was, I contacted you. I was very excited to, to get you on the show because just before, of course, the world ended, you were, you were starting to really get a a foot in, go in, um, yeah. but not as Austin Brooks, but we'll get to no. that uh, yeah. in a minute or two. First question is always the same, though. How did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? So um, it's quite ironic that as a gay wrestler, I was attracted to the woman. And um, when I when I watched it, it wasn't like I was attracted to the beauty. I was attracted to women being strong and like fighting. And so I just watched it for that, and then I started watching the men, and I've seen the different dynamics, and I just kind of liked the character work and the theatrics behind it all. So I remember one day, like I watched it for years since I was about 10, and when I was like 14, I went to a show in Govan, one of the SWA shows, and Viper, or Piper, or Dewdrop, whatever name she goes by, now there's a lot, but um, Viper at the time, was doing a lot of PR about uh, social wrestling school. So I went up, asked about it. I was 13, actually. I was a bit young at the start. And then when I turned 14, I joined two days after my 14th birthday. And it's kind of all just went from there. That's, that's quite a very young age to start. I mean, I suppose nowadays, um, yeah. folk are starting at ridiculously young ages. And uh, and the ones that are in the WWE, like Kayleigh Ray and that, started at around yeah. the same age kind of thing. Um, yeah. Did you do anything like like uh, backyarding uh, or or oh, no? Like um, I I had a trampoline and I kind of done like a Shawn Michaels with the God gimmick and just wrestled God, <laughs> wrestled fake people. Um, but I got a bit too big for my trampoline and ended up breaking that. So um, it kind of just went from there. Like when I was thirteen, broke the trampoline. Then finally managed to get in the wrestling school, which I didn't think was possible. I didn't know how big it was over here. I know it was. Well, I mean, what, what year would that be? Twenty? You're thirteen. Uh, fifteen. God. Uh, so yeah, twenty fifteen. So yeah, wrestling was kind of just in that kind of golden period as well, uh, or yeah. a boom period, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Um, so, so Govan would be your first one. What do you remember from that SWA oh. show? Funnily enough, Nikki, uh, Nikki Cross is the first person that comes to my mind. Um, obviously, I said I was more, I was, I'm still more into like women's wrestling than what I am guys wrestling. But um, when I met, when Nikki, Nikki Storm at the time came out and she was like a small woman, like I'm only five foot three. When I seen someone that's like small come out and just take all the energy and, and towards her, and I was like, Jesus, all right, okay. This, if she look at her, she can do what I want to do. And it's kind of inspirational. 
I'm just going to see if closing the curtains dulls the sound anymore. I don't know if you can hear the dogs just going absolutely mentally outside. This is not an ice cream van, which seems to be popping up very regularly in episodes. Um, so yeah, Nikki Storm then being being a, a big kind of inspiration. Uh, ironically, uh, I mean you know, she's doing fantastically when as of recording, she's of course Raw Women's Champion yeah. and, and and all that kind of thing. I, mean, I suppose. She's kind of the, the proof that size is matter. Same with like uh, Looking Sharp as well. He's only about yeah, an inch taller. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, and he's everywhere as well. Yeah. So you started trading for two days after your 14th birthday. Uh-huh. I'm assuming it was a little bit, bit, bit different to your uh, trampoline. What, what was your initial well, thoughts when you started doing that? Well, the person that took my first class was Nikki. And the last time I seen her, she was battering um, Isla Dawn. She was shouting in my face, shouting in everybody's face. So I walked in and I was terrified. Seen all these big men, but Nikki was the one I was terrified of. And she just came up to me and she was lovely, like really nice. And it was kind of like a false sense of comfort because straight after that, it was bumps, it was um, workouts, it was push-ups. It was like an army drill. And as a little fat 13-year-old, well, 14-year-old boy, I was like, all right, okay, this isn't my dancing that I've done in a medical community centre. This is proper. So it was quite a shock. Well, that, that kind of answers my next question was, do you have, did you have any, like, a sport background? But, but dancing was your, was your yeah. background. You didn't do, like, football or rugby or anything. No, um, I was younger, a little bit of Mum, can you please keep it down? I'm on the phone. Sorry, we'll cut this bit out. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's fine. Are you sticking your nose outside my door? Sorry. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, that's different. <laughs> um, right, what was the question again? So I'll, I'll try and make sure I, I cut it right. Um, yeah, about, about your background then. So you kind of answered it, the dancing. Um, so you didn't do any art sports at all? Uh, yeah, some martial arts when I was younger, like karate okay. and that stuff. Uh, I suppose karate is for a lot of people. If you, if you don't know that there's wrestling training available, the next best thing is just some sort of fighting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so dancing then, any particular mm-hmm. kind or any style? I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to the deep end because I don't know any styles, so you could make up words. I was mostly uh, like street dance, but we did do some different like aspects of street dance. We done a bit, a little bit of contemporary. It was just like focused on street dance, but we also done like shows outside of street dance as well. So it was kind of versatile. So I suppose when, when you're starting, of course, the scary bit is, is the cardio and, and the bumps and all that, but at least you have kind of a foundation of rhythm and footwork uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you find that was, you, you kind of got used to that bit first? or yeah, um, The hardest bit for me, like even up until a few years ago, was the cardio. Because I wasn't the fittest, like, boy, I wasn't fit at all. But... um. My footwork, you know, stuff, I caught it really well because it kind of felt like a dance to me. So that's how I caught on to that really quickly. And uh, first, so first bump, 
how how was that? Um, it was scary. We done it on a big crash mat, so I knew I wasn't going to hurt myself. I knew if I did land wrong, I'd be okay. But it was that sense of wanting to do it rubbish in front of this group of people who have probably been here for years, or even some other new people who might do it better than me. But obviously, I did have to take a few times to get used to it. But once I done it the first time, I knew I could do it again. Okay. It was that case of like standing facing the wall and going to go, and it was like, oh, no, 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 type, type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you remember anyone else that was in your kind of first class at all? Um, that's still about today? Um, my, for, my first class, um, my first class was quite a lot of new starts, like, because it was before the intakes, it was like you can just join. Um, I walked in. There was a few other new people, I can't really mind who was there, except from Nikki, who was experienced. Um, but my second or third class, I'm sure Cody Crawford joined, which another boy from Source, uh, someone that's younger than me and probably even more talented, and I hate him for that. Um, but he's like, what? He's a lovely boy. But um, he joined, and somehow he caught it a lot quicker than, any, than what I'd done. Even though I was only there for like a week longer than I felt like I was doing really well. And then he came in and I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I must be doing worse than what he is. <laughs> so Cody Crawford's like a big one I can remember. Uh, so how long did you find it was between you started training and actually making a debut? Because, I mean, cage match is a wonderful source, but it says your first match was September 17, but it doesn't match up with another interview you did. So... When, do you remember your yeah. first match and, and uh, when you were told you were going to get it? Yeah, so um, my first match, it was I'm sure it was May 21st, but it was just a sore showcase. It wasn't March. It wasn't a big main show. So maybe September was the first time I was on like, a main show outside of the school. I think that might, that would have been quite accurate. Um, but my first match, I remember I was getting told, oh, these are going to be your plans. I'm sure it was meant to be like, August time. And then I would done a, a, a training match with Kieran Kelly and Robbie Sola, or um, now uh, Robert Wishart. Um, and it was like a freeway, and I just remember my trainer at the time just turned around and was like, no, you're going to debut in the next few weeks. And I was like, oh, God, I did not have my summer body. I did not have... I had the summer body, but of, like, a female with had breasts and cervix. Um... And I didn't have any ring gear, so I walked out that cotton looked like a miniature Samoa Joe. <laughs> um, so that kind of leads me on to confidence then. So so yeah. if you're, you're going out to, if well, you've just uh, trained in front of everyone, you're, you're not confident about being the best one there, but thinking you're kind of getting there, and then you're yeah. being pushed out in front of a show, for a crowd. Yeah. I mean, source showcases, it's a bit more forgiving because it's usually family and friends that go to those shows. But what was it like going from a crowd and taps off? Well, even now, I don't like to take my T-shirt or top off in public. Um, If I do it in wrestling, I do it in wrestling because of the the aspect of wrestling. But I remember when I walked out, I had this T-shirt on that I got all made. Somehow I wasn't out as gay yet, but everybody can tell because it was all glittered up and all that stuff, and I was trying to hide that fact. Um, but I walked out, took my t-shirt off, 
and it was like I was expecting people to look at me weird, but I don't think people even looked at my body. I just think they knew that I was there because I wanted to be there, and they didn't care. So one thing I can always remember, I don't know if it's on video or if it was before the match, but my mum, who's never seen me do anything like dancing, was shouting, fling a brick, fling a brick, in true Mary Hill style. <laughs> so, um, and my dad was telling my opponent to hit me harder. And I'm like, Dad, he's a fully grown man. I'm, I'm 15. Calm down. <laughs> but um, getting hit harder, I, I, it's kind of taught me to man up, so that's helped a lot. But um, when I first walked out, it was quite scary because it was a, so- a showcase. I knew it was friends and family, other de- people that are debuting, or my family. And I was like, right, okay, if I mess up in front of them, it's not going to be as bad as messing up in front of a crowd of people who don't know you who will probably say to you that you messed up. <laughs> so it was quite good in that way. Um, so I'm mean, again doing my research. So cage match says, like I say, September 2017, uh, six way elimination was yeah. this the first yeah, match that got recorded. Yeah. Um, and if you still didn't think you had your summer body at that point, I've seen photos from the show. I don't know what my body is in comparison then because it's it's winter. It's a winter body. It's it's got plenty of same, extra layers. Same right now. Same. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's your first one in front of a crowd that isn't. A family show is it? Well, it's a family yeah, show, that, but it's not friends and family. Yeah. So, how was that? Is was your your kind of elimination match? So you kind of there's a, more bodies there uh-huh. to to kind of uh, take some eyes away from you a little bit. But how how do you feel like being in front of a crowd that won't be as forgiving as friends and family or your dad telling your opponent to hit you harder? I think the the booker was quite good and putting me in a match with a lot of experienced people because going in there with people that have had years of experience like Tiger and like Robert Wishart um, really did help me feel comfortable because I knew that if I did mess up they'd be able to guide me through the match um, or even if um, I was to do something not correctly or not safely they'd be able to kind of guide me through that as well so I kind of, I wasn't as nervous then because I've been in front of a few crowds. Learned how to work the crowds, but I was with a lot of experienced people to help. So that, that kind of goes back to your your street dancing then, if you're doing little performances yeah. and that, you're used to yeah. being in front of a crowd, which is supposed to half the battle when it comes to this wrestling stuff. Exactly. If, if you go out, you could do all the technical stuff and do all the actual basics, mm-hmm. but you don't engage the crowd at all. Exactly. Nobody's going to care. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, uh, but no. Going through your your match list, there's some big, big experience names that you've ended up coming across quite quickly. Like you say, the the six way elimination, Krieger uh, and, yeah. and Robbie Wishart, and then you have the Battle Royal in 2018, which had Tom Fulton, of course, yes. who's been everywhere. Yes, he has. Um, he's actually been quite helpful in my training as well because he did train at Solstice a few times. And he's always gave me really helpful input. Um, I'm always very thankful for Tom. Uh, I, I still will never... I think it's one of the greatest gimmicks going in wrestling that's still going. You, you can only travel back in time to wrestle a match. It's just brilliant. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that, that you had the sparkly gear behind come out at that point. Um, yeah. 
I mean, we're, we're going to jump back and forth because, of course, more wrestling stuff to speak about. Yeah. But when did you when did you finally come out uh, as um, as gay? When I was eighteen. When I was eighteen, so quite kind of recently for like in terms of being out. Um, and I think it wasn't even a case. Uh, I didn't tell anybody in wrestling. I think they all knew. And when I did come out to like my family, I just didn't tell anybody else. I just let them find out as my life went on. So I think I went to a show one day. And oh no, I started going to AXM, the nightclub. And whenever they seen me posting like videos on Snapchat and AXM, they'd be like, Yeah, you've you've came out now, haven't you? And I'm like, Yeah. And I'm up doing like doing like dance moves, shaking my bum and all that for the camera, like, yeah, definitely. This boy cannot be straight. That's the thing though. I mean, when you said that you just told your family and and they're all filtered from there, who do you know that goes up to you and go, Oh, I'm so and so, I'm straight? Nobody. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and it was was there anything to do with like you, you see all these these athletes and, and wrestlers in Scotland um, proclaim that well declaring themselves part of the I had to write down because a lot of letters uh, LGBTQI plus community. So like uh, Viper came out as, as bisexual recently, and yeah. and that was was it all? Did do you find that you had a bit more of a support network because of that now or? Uh, Nothing changed at all. Um, also, there was a few names I grew up at in wrestling, and a few like um, gay wrestlers who kind of they didn't. I don't think they were too polite to tell me like, "By the way, we know you are." Is that anything you need help with? I think they were too polite to tell me like that. I I came out on my own accord. Never told many people. They just found out, and nobody treated me any differently. It was like, I think coming out really made me more confident as well. So in that showed, I think that's why a lot of people were very had a very good response because they seen that I was starting to get a lot better on myself. So it was just more the case of people are happy that I'm happy. That's that's the best way. Um, did that also coincide with the name change then? So of course, for those that, that are looking for um, Austin's matches, yeah, we were down with Mark J Wilson for a while uh, on yeah. Source and, and what have you for, for matches, and then changed the name to Austin Brooks. So was this kind of like you, um, kind of being in the cocoon and shedding and coming out as yeah, Austin so, Brooks? So the Austin Brooks kind of came about as I didn't want. I've, obviously, I have a lot. I have big aspirations to build up through Scottish scene, English scene, hopefully branch out from the UK. So I'm kind of, so I wanted my name to be something separate from my actual name. Cause I feel like I don't want to be mis- myself in wrestling. I want to be myself times ten. Which is something that Lewis Govern told me to do. Like one of the best things you can do is be yourself times ten. Cause you will feel more confident in that stuff. So I thought Austin Brooks would be like my alter ego, just a bigger version of myself. I mean, for to be totally honest, I thought you were just David J. Wilson, the photographer's son, for a, for a long time. I, I've had that before. <laughs> Mark J. Wilson's my real name, but I've had that before. So, oh, the photographer's kid. No, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> um, anyway, let's, let's get back to the wrestling then, because, like I said, you've 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 travelled a fair bit. Um, we've got well. When uh, we have your wrestler spotlight, we've got things like Mega Slam and and stuff in there, yeah. but I couldn't find matches for them. Yeah, um, 
So Mega Slam was I was still quite fresh into the wrestling. Um it was Kieran Kelly, who is obviously well known for Mega Slam matches, for going like the camps and that stuff. He did ask a few of us to go down with him to get a spot in the show. So we, we went down. But I think just because of my age and that stuff, the booker and also there wasn't much known about me at the time. It was kind of more of a way to get me in front of a new crowd and working with new people. So I was only in the Battle Royal. Right, okay. So that's why, um, and that stuff. So when I was doing that, it was just mostly to build my confidence and get in front of new crowds and that stuff and kind of see how other people work. It was more of a learning curve than an actual match, if you get what I mean. Absolutely. Megaslam is, is what it's, it's, it feels like, I've never been to a Megaslam show, so I could be totally wrong in mm-hmm. saying this, but it feels like it's it's a camp show, but it travels outside of camps. Yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They're there purely for the 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 not you're not going there for a five star classic, but you're going there to be entertained, kind of thing. Yeah. Um and respect pro wrestling is your other kind of uh-huh. mainstay place where you've been. Um yes. so I've got I've got matches, things like you've got tag matches, teaming up with uh Jayla Dark, of course, another wildly experienced wrestler. Uh and then you had uh, Sean Martin as well. So again, a lot of these questions used to be how did you feel about it? Uh, but Respect Pro, it's different. It's a different guy. It's Love Winnick or it's somewhere yeah. in here, anywhere. Anyway, um, what was it like in front of a, a new crowd with that confidence starting to build? Right. The thing is, it was with a lot of people that I have grew up in the wrestling with. Um, a lot of people I've wrestled, a lot of people I've became friends with. Like, um, like, the, like Bobby Roberts, for example. I've became, I, I'm quite friendly with him when I see him and that stuff. Jayla Dark, like, my wrestling mammy, I would refer to it as. Um, it was just, having that really made me feel a lot more confident for the crowds. And I f- even when I walked out, I feel like the crowd just kind of took me in as well. Like, different crowds always really took me in. And I don't know if they felt sorry for me for being a fat, small kid going into a ring with men and women who would tell me to shred. Or if they just I always wanted to be relatable as well. So I'd come out, I'd always act like myself, and then I feel people just vibe with me. So they always took me in, and that's just like what happened there. Uh, so Julia Dark's got a fair number of kids now, I'm finding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she takes in, she takes in uh, takes everyone mm. <laughs> as well. Um, right. You mentioned yourself being a fat kid. Uh, I mean, I, I, I assume that's just your own perception because, like I say, I've seen these pictures. If you're fat, then I'm ginormous. I'm haystacks. Uh, so last year or so, since this lockdown began, you, you've been kind of on this, this weight loss journey, which uh-huh. we had a difficulty finding a picture for, for the thumbnail for this, this uh, episode because of it. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Uh, what finally got you like just motivated to just go, right, that's it. This, um, this all coming off. Well, before lockdown, I was... Um, always training I was always going I was doing for, uh, travel in college so I'd go to a gym in the morning go to college and then get the train straight to training and not come home till 10 o'clock at night so through that my nutrition was not good at all like I was when I was eating it'd be one big meal a day so I lost a lot of weight through that drinking a lot of water cut out a lot of fizzy juice and bad stuff and um, lost a lot of weight through that which is when 
just before COVID when I was wrestling at respect, I do look really skinny compared to like past photos. And then lockdown hit, didn't realise um how I I wasn't bad much weight, but I didn't realise how much weight I did put on until a few months ago when I was looking back at photos of me wrestling, I was like, Oh, okay. That's I put on a little bit of weight and I kinda don't want to get back to that. I kinda want to lose a tiny bit of weight and build on muscle as well. So I've just kind of like I'm always thinking about wrestling, like what would make me look better and what would progress me to next step in wrestling. And I feel feel like for someone it's small to have a lot of that muscle, um, to be stronger than what they look would always be would be very good for people to see. So I'm just thinking like that would be quite good, and it's not just for wrestling, just for my own self esteem as well. Absolutely. I mean, if if you're going out at the weekends and you want to be confident, you've got to feel confident and exactly. and all that kind of stuff as well. So it's it's all it's all advantageous somewhere. Um, I realise we we kind of just burst straight into your your own wrestling and we kind of blazed past what you watched. You said you started yeah. watching um round about when you were younger. Was there wrestlers and you enjoyed the the women and you enjoyed the the, the yeah. men the the the. Uh, entertainment factor of it was who's your favorite wrestlers who you grew up going oh i need to see more of him i need to see more of her yeah um kelly kelly was the first person i've ever seen wrestle um Rey mysterio i think just because i i was always the smaller kid i just related um i'm trying to think of edge and jeff hardy i think they were the ones that i liked the most just because there was always something crazy in my matches and even as I reflect that in my desk, like I always get called stupid for the bumps that I take, and just for not even for the crowd, enjoy for my own psycho psycho enjoyment. Um, Jeff Hardy, of course, always seems to come up. Uh, doesn't matter what age; it's, it's ridiculous nowadays exactly. that the Jeff's just everywhere. Uh, but, but yeah, so that 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 psycho thing for doing uh, crazy bumps was was yeah. that. Primarily, kind of Jeff Hardy TLC matches, ladder matches, yeah, kind of like, thing that you picked up from, or did you go back yeah, to like, things like McFoley or anything like that? Yeah, like once I started watching wrestling more, I think my I can't mind who it was, someone in my family passed down a lot of DVDs to me from like 2002, 2001 at Judea. So I started watching that, and that was when I seen like a lot of um, table matches with the Dudleys, um, seeing Royal Rumbles that had like the weapons in it as well and that stuff and just seeing either crazy bumps or someone getting hit with a baseball bat or kendo stick just always weirdly made me feel good watching it and I don't know why that is people just say I'm weird which I am so no I kind of I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't do it myself because that just that's I have a very low pain threshold but um, I always see like getting hit with cookie sheets and whatever they call them in America cookie uh-huh. sheets bacon trays thinking ah that doesn't look that bad I'd, I'd give yeah. that a go and I see drawn pins and I go no maybe not actually no it's fine I'll just yeah like, one, th- one thing I'm dying to do is like a gimmick match like I don't know why I don't know what I would do in it but I'm just dying to do something crazy Um. If, if someone wants to put me through a table that's drawn pins and fired on it, I'd probably do that, as long as it was a fire extinguisher nearby. 
I think there's definitely one guy and um, more than one guy in the source lock room that will do it, uh, one of which being Mamlin. Because uh, oh, yeah. he's well into that kind of stuff, if I remember rightly. Um, me and him always plan some crazy outside bump, outside the ring. And I don't know why we do it to each other, but we do it out of love. <laughs> uh, he has sent in a question. He just put, have you grown taller over lockdown? Oh, no, definitely not. I'm still... I'm that small to the, and I look that young to the point where I got ID'd for Red Bull yesterday. <laughs> and the woman was looking down and she was like, looked at my driver's license. She looked at me like, are you sure? And I was in Edinburgh Dungeons and at the end, there's like a ride you need to go on. And I was that certain that the guy was going to ask me to get measures because I was the shortest person in the room. And the stick was close enough to my height, but I didn't get measured. But I was so scared because it's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to, to, to go from. I, I was in Edinburgh like two weeks ago and my, my wife kept going, oh, do you want to go to the dungeon? So I'm like, no, nah, I'm all right. It's fine. And I was like, should, 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 every day we went past it, conveniently enough. And I was just like, should I go? No, 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 it's all right. I'm, I'm fine. I'll just stay in the light. Thank you very much. Oh, there's a pub there. I'll go to the pub instead. We'll do that. Uh, um, so yeah, back to back to the wrestling. So you mentioned Cody Crawford before we kind of spun off a little bit. You had a tag team match, uh, him teaming with you against the KOE for Source. Yeah. So that's a little bit different because at this point, really, as far as I can see, you've been primarily doing singles matches. Um, but of course, team with Cody, he came in the week after you, so you're kind of on the similar kind of uh-huh. training. Exactly. Uh, what was it like working on tag team matches as opposed to all these six months battle royals? I absolutely love working with Cody, and I absolutely love working against QE. Um, me and Cody just for some reason we're two different two different people. I'm tiny; he's like a giant compared to me. And it was just we got on really well in the ring. We worked, we flowed so well together. Two completely different wrestling types as well. He's quite powerful. Uh, I used to be described as the cannonball because I was so small and round and I'd ping about the ring so fast and people wouldn't know what to do with me. And for some reason, we just made it work. And KOE, facing them was amazing. And I've never got anything bad to say about they two in the ring. Like, they two I always have really fun matches with. Um, but stepping into the ring as a tag team was a different feeling to what I was used to. Normally, I'm used to getting battered about for however long. And then hopefully winning, hopefully getting top, but never know. Um, but then we called it, it was like I did have that time to kind of breathe and get my my bearings back together, and kind of remember like think about what I'm doing next, think about my next move and that stuff. So it was a different dynamic, but it did help me as well with learning to progress in matches and wrestling. So, uh, so would you say like just for? A little bit, you kind of want to stay in a little bit of a tag team kind of role just, just to get that I mean, kind of cardio to match with you. I mean, right now, I'm kind of thinking, I'm kind of going through a kind of character idea change, which I don't know if it would work with Cody because I don't know how he'd feel about working with him. I'm, I'm not going to give you too much information because I kind of keep it secret. I think Cody's just too much a man to do what I'm wanting to do. <laughs> Obviously, try to bring in a kind of dark, darker gay character. Okay, right. So uh, when, when you said that initially, I was thinking, I uh, like a uh, Charlie Hoss 
Rico kind of vibe, but when you said darker, all right, yeah. okay, it gave us something a bit, bit different there, because uh, of course that is totally opposite of Rico, uh, which I yeah. love that. I love that team. It was just ridiculously fun. I'd, I'd enjoy watching them. And and then before, of course, lockdown hit, uh, you were kind of a little, a little bit of a tag team feud with with uh, Griffin and Antina, yes, yeah, and your team with ADM and and Brody, who yes. again, I mean. I know it's hard to be be a stand tall of people, but ADM's like six foot. So, six foot. so, so uh, Brody's quite a strong and powerful woman as well. And I just looked like the, like I looked like a kid. It was like a mum and a dad taking their kid to the game, taking their kid to the show, and getting involved. They're not old enough to be a mum and dad. I'm not saying that, but. But but, um, but yeah, so that was the vibe that you were feeling. From that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a, like I said, quite a, quite a good body of matches already. Uh, of course, Target Wrestling, which we didn't mention, uh, September nineteen, mm-hmm. that was a three way Owen Michaels and Shady. Uh, of course, Shady being another wholly experienced uh, wrestler. He so much in that short time, he did. He taught me so much in that short time. It was, uh, but, yeah, it's quite good to wrestle him. It was really good to wrestle him, especially when you come into Target because, of course, uh, everyone hates Shady. So it was <laughs> quite quite easy to come in and go. Right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna bar him, and everyone will just cheer for you anyway. So that's, yeah, that's as long as the hat I should get over with the crowd. <laughs> um, so of course, lockdown hit. We've already mentioned your your uh, transformation for your body, trying to um, get that kind of in order. But how have you been keeping yourself occupied otherwise? Um, mostly, with, I did start another college course. I was doing fitness, health and exercise. Um, but that kind, I kind of drifted away from that and I now work for Arnold Clark, which is completely different outlook, I know. Um, I was working in Morrison's in a cafe as well. Surprised I didn't give anybody food poisoning. Um, but through it, I've been working, going to the gym when it's open, and you know I'm I'm I was eighteen, turning nineteen. I loved a good drink as well throughout lockdown. Not gonna lie, to you. I loved a good drink. A wee pink gin would not go amiss. Ah, uh, but I'm a vodka guy. Uh, too. To be fair, put, put it down in front of me. I drink it no matter what it is. <laughs> that that's that's the young that's that's the. Because you're 18, 19, that, that's the only reason. Once you hit about my age 30, you become very particular. It's like, no, I'm going to have no, what I like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you start drinking beer, I'm on beer the whole night then. I'm not mixing it. I will be dead oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Beer, I can't handle. <laughs> oh, if, if I start it, that's me for the night. I can't, I can't, if I switch to something else and go back, I will, yeah. I'll be asleep in the bathroom and my wife <laughs> will have to put a towel over me, which. It's happened far too many times now to to be just a funny story. It's just yeah, every time. Um, <laughs> I, as as far as as watching wrestling, then uh, I mean, a lot of places have been doing like online courses, and of course now, actually, you go back to do training. Um, yeah. I don't know if Source is back open, but a lot of places are. Um, how you've been kind of keeping your wrestling mind working? What have you been watching? I've just been watching a lot of more more independent shows. I never used to be an independent wrestling fan. Um, even when I was wrestling before COVID, it was always just strictly WWE. And I'm thinking, like, 
if I really do want to pursue this, I need to look at different aspects, different companies, what they do, how other people act and that stuff. And so I've just been kind of, in a way, studying different wrestling groups, different promotions, different people. Um, and I found out I like a lot of move sets that I'm not going to say I'm stealing, but I will be um, borrowing a few moves of people. And um, hopefully the Americans don't kill me because there are a lot of American people there. Um, and obviously I think when the gyms are opening up, can't do training until they open. So I would just go to the gym, try to build up my cardio before getting back. So that's been kind of like my wrestling mindset, just progressing in the mind and and like the cardio. As far as, as far as independent stuff then, uh, I mean, you don't have to tell me who, who you still moves off of, but uh, is there any particular wrestlers that you're thinking, right, okay, I can, I can maybe take a little bit of that, I can take a little bit of this. Is there anyone in particular, any oh. company that you've been watching? Well, I, I don't know if you would consider this like independent, but AEW, um, what started watching that just recently, I didn't really pay much attention to it until now, and I'm seeing like Young Bucks, so I'm seeing Cody pull out some stuff, um, a lot of women as well. Um, like I was watching Rio, and I've I've never really heard of Rio before AW, and when I was watching, I was like, oh, right, okay, she's a, another small athlete as well. So that's what drew me to her. Um, and then I've been watching like, a lot of Ring of Honor. Um, Mostly women still, mostly women. I just find stuff that comes up, um, like your Angelina Loves and all that stuff as well. So just kind of watching, not really stealing moves, but getting ideas from what they're doing. But between you and me, there's a few moves that I'm taking for myself. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so I'll ask my two, my two ridiculous questions that we ask everyone at this point, just so we can get them out of the way. Uh, so I ask everyone, what would, what would be in a fight, two sheep or one cow? Oh, two sheep. Said our confidence with conviction. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking that because the sheep are small. I don't know if they're smart or not, but they can just like run a, run circles around the cow, getting confused and then take him down from the legs. I'm a wee ankle biter, and so they, they'll probably be ankle biters too. So I love that you've seen yourself in the sheep. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's fair. And the uh, other one is, uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? Oh, Pterodactyl. All right. Just because they fly and that TikTok that went about for a long time. Um, that one goes, I'm not even a girl, I'm a pterodactyl. And then the last is screeches at the screen. I think I must say that about three times a day. So just, I just love it. Yeah, stupid I, reasons. I, I, that, I love a stupid reason. If, if, if you can come up with an answer for it, but it's not like, oh, I like the way it wings, I like its wingspan. No, I like it because yeah. of a meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just, exactly. That, that is all up my wheelhouse. Um, so looking to the future then, yeah. we've, we've really rattled through it. I think cause I'm very conscious that you've got you've got other plans this evening. I've kind of rattled through everything. It's a <laughs> we don't have time, so... <laughs> I know, but I came when it's like, if, if you say seven o'clock, but you, you want, I know myself, I'd want at least half an hour just to chill before I actually have to get ready to leave. Uh, but uh, I'm, used to, I'm used to the hectic life, I'm used to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking to the future then, source wrestling, respect, which would be two places that you'd be kind of trying to uh, keep at and obviously hopefully get back to Target. But is there any company 
in the UK, any opponents that you want to get in the ring with um, um, as soon as possible? I'm not going to point out specific opponents because I would preferably like to face every person. Like, you always learn something different from every wrestler I found out, male, female, um, any genders. Um, and I'm looking at GPWA just now. Um, I, th- I think I'm going to start training there soon. Just not nothing wrong with source, just due to like the location. Um, and obviously with working in Arnold Clark now, it's a wee bit more demand for times to get across the other side of the city for me. Um, nothing, nothing wrong with source at all. Um, whenever I, I look at GPWA, it's just because of, like, obviously they've got a lot of great trainers. So there's uh, source, but it's just because it is a lot easier for me to get to as well. It's not for any terrible reason towards source. Source will always be the the place that I learned from. So, I mean, I suppose I mean in the central kind of belt area, it's it's very easy to to throw a stone, and you've got a, a reputable uh, training school available, like yeah. like GPWA, or or throw it a bit further north, and you've got FPWA and yeah. and places like that. But yeah, it's going to be a little bit different, I suppose. When when you started. You were quite timid. You saw Nikki yeah. Storm batter someone, and then the next time you saw her, she was like the sweetest person in the world. Um, yeah. You might probably still have the same reaction going to GPWA when the first person you see yeah. is like Jack Jester. I know. I know. <laughs> I've met I've met them a few times. Obviously, I was like a young kid, so I've only had like small conversations just with them. Um, but yeah, I was still very intimidated because they're all big men, big men and women actually. Of course. Well, they, they had Kaylee for a bit. I don't know where. I think she might be in America now. But I mean, that's that's all rumor and innuendo. Yeah, I've heard the rumors. So maybe one day. Uh, but yeah, so dream opponents, like I say, you just want to wrestle everyone at least get something from from everyone. Like, uh, yeah. like I, I can't think of a reference, but like just take a bit of a puzzle each time. But yeah, as far as yeah. companies go, again, it's the same. You just want to just get yourself yeah, like, out there and go everywhere. But I do really want to get myself out there. Um, ones I'm obviously looking at are like, um, I still, yeah, I know they've brought in a lot of new younger faces, such as like people I've grew up with outside of wrestling, like Logan Smith. Um, and I'm really excited to like see how they fit this kind of younger group of people into the ICW dynamic, where it is absolutely crazy. Which I feel like with this new character I'm working on, it would fit in between like that kind of crazy stage where everybody was going crazy, hitting each other with chairs, thumbtacks, and this kind of more tamer side. I'm not saying it's tamer, like, it's just a lot of newer faces mm. and not as many people who look at ICW as, like, being crazy anymore. It's just more a uh, wrestling promotion. Just like your sources would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you bring up a good point there. Yeah, because because there's been no crowds to feed off of, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. expect wrestlers to go out and bludgeon themselves with with uh, crazy spots and and yeah. uh, drawing pens in front of nobody. But I mean, you don't know if I, what goes through my head at times. I'd probably do it. <laughs> probably do it just, just for the sheer fact that I get out of the way and done with at one point in my life. <laughs> um, so that, that seems like a, a attainable goal, anyway. Definitely ICW. But what, what's the end game? Have you got like your, I don't know if you do like a five year plan or if you've got. Right, if I if I reach this moment, I'll be happy. I can kind of walk off in yeah. the sunset. Well, I'm I'm still young. Um, my main goal now is to learn. So uh, I know I've been wrestling for a good amount of years now, doing training and that stuff. But 
I think I've only just scratched the surface of stuff that I can learn. Because it's not just about the mouth that you pull off, it's about the psychology, it's about how other people view wrestling and that stuff as well. So I just like to go to learn and progress through learning, listening and being taught by different people. And then hopefully, I've not got any time still because I'm still young, build up to hopefully bigger bigger leagues. Hopefully my main goal obviously is at WWE. But I'm not rushing to that. I've still got a few things that I'd much rather learn, so I'm ready for it. Absolutely. I mean, you can do... There's so many things you can do in the UK now. It's ridiculous. And then, of course, you can go to, like, Japan if you so wish. Exactly. And and, uh, and Europe as well. I mean, yeah. that, that seems to be a good... They seem to be have a, a quite a, a... They're kind of going through their boom period yeah. now, and especially mm-hmm. in Scandinavia. It uh, seems to be kind of the place to to be for a lot of people and places so there's definitely uh, the world's your oyster I suppose yeah especially now like there's wrestling um, companies everywhere there's wrestling companies everywhere yeah and especially if you come if if the Stark character that you've got coming up if it's unique as well yeah yeah, everything is is pretty much available to you it's like I'm not Wanting to, I'm not wanting the fact that I'm gay to be the main. Side, the main thing to see. I just want it to be something that men haven't usually done in wrestling. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, this day and age, that it shouldn't be a factor now. <laughs> anyway, you would yeah, think, yeah. but you know, people are weird and still find a reason to, to have prejudice about nothing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. Um, so I'll ask, I'll ask the silly questions. We've talked about the future. We've talked about matches. So, what? Any particular kind of matches you want people to that that you watch over and over again? We've already said like what you're watching to get inspiration. Yeah. But is there anything like I don't know, like a Shane McMahon, Steve Blackman, something that you watch over and over again? Going, oh, that's the best match ever. Uh, I've not really seen. I've seen a lot of matches I've looked at, and I do like to watch them over and over again because I like certain sports or just the whole match itself. I love. But a lot of matches I do find myself looking for in like the network or on YouTube are the gimmick matches. So like what I watched quite recently was Edge and Mick Foley at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Going through the flame table, I'm looking at that going, yes, that's about me. <laughs> um so I think well, even like we and that match getting involved, I love that. Um I'm trying to think what else. Like war games and watch a lot of war games as well. Um, and just a, a lot of crazy spots, a lot of crazy bumps that I'm wanting to hopefully work into my match at some point or like work around. I'll be honest, right? When I came into this this podcast, I was thinking oh, he's, he looks like a nice lad. We'll, we'll speak a little bit about wrestling. It'll all be good. Uh, I have, I have, I didn't know this this uh, what was it? A sadistic side is was well, there. <laughs> and it is like it's it's not right a lot of people it's that element of surprise when I tell people I'm a professional wrestler or wrestler they look at me and go are you? because like I'm always smiling I'm always quite happy and then I show them videos like me hitting Amy Alonso and they're like you just punched a woman and I'm like yeah she just punched me ten times harder before that so like even my family when I tell them that I was like wrestling a woman in training, like, oh, I hope you didn't hit her too. I'm like, no, she hit me. 
just as hard as well hit her. It's all very quality and I absolutely love it. Oh, like, I hope I say your mum's saying that with, with her uh, flying a brick comment. <laughs> my mum, my if, if I was wrestling a woman, she'd probably be telling the woman to fling a brick at me. But, you know, classic made a home mum. Surprised it's not a bucket bottle. Um, <laughs> but um, I'd be like, it's quite tame. So, but this, that, this like, dark side, but I want to do all these kind of crazy matches. It's like, I was actually speaking to like the boy I'm talking to just now. About it, and he's like, I will not be coming to your shows if I dare see one thumbtack on that mat. I will leave. And I'm like, oh, well, you might have to if I ever get a chance. Because if someone says to me, do I do thumbtack? I'll be like, yes, yes, please. Uh, I think there's there's definitely folk itching for a death match, uh, something in in the in Scotland. Because there's a lot more than one person I spoke to going, what would you want to do? A death match comes up quite far too often for it not to be done somewhere it's Scotland, in Scotland. Uh, Scotland but all not right in the head so to be expected <laughs> right we mentioned candlesticks we mentioned the baking trays what, what would be your weapon of choice then oh my weapon of choice I don't know why um, I, I always feel a really weird like connection to carpet griffles why <laughs> I think they just don't look... I think I look at them as the way I look at myself. They don't look like much, but they cause damage. So I'm like... I don't think I would... If, if someone didn't want me to hit them with it, definitely not use it. I'll probably hit them with, like, a candlestick or a chair. But a carpet gripper, I mean, I don't know why. <laughs> I got, I've only ever seen it used once. I think it was a clip on ICW. Uh, with the carpet gripper table, and yes, oh god, I've actually I'm gonna shivers down my spine thinking about the carpet gripper right. on the table. I'm getting shivers down my spine right now as well. Uh, it's very different. You're excited, I'm not. <laughs> not and a lot of people are probably gonna laugh at this and be like, oh, he's talking rubbish. No, seriously, I would be seriously about for that. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Austin Brooks for Deathmatch King. That's, that's the headline. Yeah. Five foot three, nineteen-year-old up for death match. Like, <laughs> tell you, there's money there. I mean, like I say, you got five foot three yourself, and you've got looking sharp who's mental at five yeah. foot four. Uh, there's, there's your death match main event. Oh, that would be. Oh my god, that'd be so fun. <laughs> you, you'd always caught yourself swearing on our PG show. Well done. <laughs> so, yeah. That'd be but, so fun. Uh, that's it. That's it. But I think that's, there's no better way to, to wrap up this this episode with with the thought, the prospect of uh, looking sharp. Austin Brooks death match 2021. Yes. Carpet yes. grippers and all. Um, so where can people find you on social media? Um, so Austin Brooks underscore on Instagram. I'm sure it's the same on Twitter. But if not, I will find out because I am not. My memory's terrible for being a wrestler. Um, uh, Facebook, it's still Marjorie Wilson. I'm going to make a new one. So just leave that one out. So basically just Facebook and uh, not Instagram and Twitter just now. Um, but in a, in a few months' time, once I get my character in full swing, then that's when I'll bring out the Facebooks. And emails um, is still Marjorie Wilson, three to one which I'm going to need to change because I've got my Arnold Clark emails and my wrestling emails and my Netflix. I'm getting really confused. So, 
perfect. Well, great. Well, thanks for, for taking the time to chat to me today. Uh, this has been a, a good lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs>